0: Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Bibliostapes in discussion. Today, I have got the great pleasure of being joined by photographer Tom Reed, um, who has recently pulled together and published edition or issue one of the Terrace Edition. So, it's great to have you along this evening, Tom, to talk about it, to talk about this new book.
1: Yeah, absolute pleasure. It's um, it's almost always a bit strange talking about photo books. On a podcast, isn't it? But I've done it before with um a couple of really good photographers. Yeah. A guy called Stuart Roy Clark, who's a leading football photographer. I did a podcast with him. Cool. Um, and when we and he was actually really enjoying talking about his photography without any visual references. So yeah, yeah. it's all good. Yeah, that that's to honest, that's one of the
0: nice things I enjoy about doing it is the fact that it's is you're having to talk about something very visual but before we get into talking about the book it would be great Tom if you could give everyone maybe a brief introduction to your I suppose your photographic background. Yeah so to
1: be honest with you I'm a bit more of a writer maybe and I'm you know getting better at it and I think I can hold my own but really I'm a writer Um, I'm a a freelance football journalist who specializes in um, football fun culture so my okay. eye is often on the stands rather than the pitch when I'm at a football game. Um, that means I can actually write about fan uh, matters and I can also take, take a few snaps as well, so it, it works well. And um, I've been published in some decent titles in, in that sphere, including um, Stand Against Modern Football, which is an erstwhile football uh, fanzine, which is quite influential.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, German football magazine, uh, 11 Freund. Alf uh, So I'm not very really good at German, but yeah, it's, that means 11 <laughs> friends in German. It's quite a, a, big, a big title in, in Germany. Yeah. Uh, Mundial magazine. Been published in the Observer. And, uh, cool. now, yeah, now I, I do it myself now. Right, it's Terrace Edition, which is currently top of the charts with specialist football bookseller Stanchion. I'm just blowing my own trumpet there, but you've got you've got to do it sometimes.
0: Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and it, it, to be honest, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful publication. And I'm really interested to know how, I suppose, the whole terrace edition came about, because I know it's kind of a collaboration of of many photographers and photog- or fo- football writers and photographers contributing to the work. So it'd be great to just get an understanding of, of how it kind of all started and how it came about. Yeah,
1: so it came around in a bit of a, a punk way, a bit of a DIY ethos in that I was – pitching articles to editors and you know, with photographic elements. And um, to start with, it was a usual sort of, we haven't really got a budget for it, which was, you know, fair enough. We know the yep. way the media is at the moment, it's not money knocking. And then it got to the point where I was pitching articles and they literally did not have a clue what I was talking about. It was like blank expressions. And right. I, I, it got to the point where I almost, I was like, right, the only way we're gonna get these stories out there is if we do it ourselves. Yeah. So, you know, I got together with a couple of photographers and we just talked about um, what we wanted to do and where, how we wanted to express football, really. And we started a, a website, starting the website, uh, which is uh, com. That was about a year ago, actually. We just celebrated our year, year birthday. And um, basically, we just wanted to go pretty heavy with visuals uh, yeah. uh, with some really strong photography and really important photography and then paired back writing um which we'll probably go into later actually fits quite a modern brief quite well because people's patience isn't what it was in terms of you know getting through the day and going to work reading stuff on their phone and stuff so it, it's, it's taken off really well So that's the background to it
0: yeah yeah i know i've had a good look through the website and i, I must say it's it's really quite uh, it's, it the the images are really appealing and what's really nice is actually it's as you say it's like it's of the terraces it's the the focus is on that and it just lets you see an entirely different side and how interesting the terraces are and the the characters you see on the terraces or at the side of the because obviously I know I know you shoot a lot of very very small local football matches and stuff like that or or the contributors do um so it's great to see a, a variety and that's obviously flowed through into I suppose into issue one of the book where you've got Premiership games or ve- top flight games, but also uh, you've then got them on some of the Scottish islands as well, which is lovely.
1: Yeah, the Scottish island ones were done by a guy called Mike Bailey, who's we maybe talk about him a little bit later. But um, he's he's for me, he's like um, a modern day Constable or a Turner in that. Um, he just sees and, and presents these beautiful pictures of, of landscapes, albeit with you know footballs flying around. But I, I'm not necessarily you know, um, and I, I like art. You know, I like I like painting. You know, and but I wouldn't be so much of a snob to say that photography, you know, can't you know fill that gap from uh, landscape painting in a sort of a more more instant, not an instant way, but a more you know. Um, Eye catching way, I guess, and yeah. uh, Mike's phot- photography of uh, I think it's the island of Eriskay. You sound uh, to have a bit of a Scottish twang yourself. So the island of Eriskay, I think it was. He yes. went up there, and it's probably the most beautiful you'd ever play football. Just stunning, like yeah. heaven, essentially. Yeah, I, I've
0: I've driven I've driven past the, I've driven past the football pitch. So it was it was re- when I opened it up and saw images. I thought, yeah, that's really quite nice. But it was also taking me back to some of my other travels to some of the northern islands northern parts of uh, scandinavia where you've got again some very very remote football pitches and it's there's just a lovely connection that that anyone can really have to such a variety of the images in the book which i think i think works really well and is a real testament to kind of the collaboration between everyone involved
1: yeah for sure i I don't want to sort of typecast us with us being sort of a mainly landscape sort of thing we do i do like quite contrasting images so we'll have literally beautiful photo of Eriske and then we'll have just um, some photos of po- Polish Ultras uh, seen yes. uh, and just some very visceral shots. Um, just I-, I would urge you to have a look at the book or our-, our website and you'll see some shots that just literally blow your mind in in the way that fans, you know, uh, organize themselves over there and they, the way they pff, indulge in their game. It's just it's mind-blowing to me. But I like that juxtaposition of um, the various elements that does make you know, fan culture, what it is. There, there is some darker sides, you know, there is some real beauty in it. And uh, that's probably what we're capturing quite well.
0: Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's really nicely captured. And as you say, I think it's the it's the sheer range and the variety of images that you capture from Ericsey, which is a beautiful, beautiful landscape, some stunning pitch. But then it is, it's showing the ultras of Europe. And um, yes, you're correct. I am based up in Glasgow, so i have a Scottish twang. Um, and you do, you, we see a lot of the ultras come over when Rangers or Celtic in particular are playing at home in Europe. Um, and you see 400, 500 Lazio fans march through the centre of Glasgow, uh, with a lot of police everywhere, yep. it's, it's fair to say Glasgow police have got a fair bit of experience dealing with uh, crowds in terms of the old firm themselves. Um, but it, is, it, it shows it shows a wonderful side to football, um, and, and what I really like is is, is just is, is the variety, and it kind of takes you back to some of the matches I've been to when I've been over in Europe, or some of the matches I was at when I was a kid and stuff like that. And you just, you just remember those experiences, and you can kind of connect and relate back to them again.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would agree, and we're also we we're not we don't shy away from um, you know, dealing with some of the more heavy stuff, the governance stuff, the, the yeah. fans protests. We've done a lot of. In fact, yep. I probably pretty much lived in um, the town of Southend, which is an Essex uh, club on the on the coast there on the uh, estuary coming out of London. But they've had so many problems with their owner recently, and they've they've right. they've had a whole campaign of protests and. I've been down there several times to to do articles for Terrace Edition, and um, I, I was just of the uh, of the mindset that basically what they were doing at one point they were picketing the owner of the club's house. They were saying, "Look, right. you, you're making these decisions, to protect our, our club, yep. and you can't just do it and expect to be able to do it in, in the safety of your board your uh, boardroom and then just to have a disconnect with real life." <laughs> so they said, "We're going to come to your house and we're going to remind you that." Um, we're not going away. And basically this wasn't getting covered at all, really. Yeah, uh, by the you know, mainstream media, the uh the big titles. So I was like, right, these guys have got the, the balls to do this. They're all very reasonable Yeah, guys. They're all very, you know, good to talk to. They've got very reasonable concerns. So I'm just gonna go down there, we'll take some photos of them and we'll we'll help them out to an extent. And um you know, they've essentially affected a change in ownership of the football club. They're absolutely brilliant guys, that, the guys that do the protests right. at South End. And uh, we were very happy to mix the uh, more, uh, how should we say, sort of disposable visual stuff with some stuff that actually really means something in, um, in, a, in a political sense in football. So yeah. I think it's good to have that campaigning uh, side as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as you see, it's like what... You you photograph and you're documenting one set of passionate fans, but there are passionate fans all over the country, all over Europe, about their own local club that they've supported yeah. since they were a boy, yeah. since they were a girl, and and those things are all those things are all so important. So how when when you decided what kind of made you decide to to put something into print in terms of issue one? Because obviously you've got so many articles and it's a f- fascinating website if you if you brought an interest in. In football, or just just the experience of individuals and stuff like that, um, some wonderful portrait stuff. When 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 did you kind of decide, or wh- where did the decision come from to to put it into print with the first
1: issue? I think in a way, it's probably like a multifaceted reasons for that. I think firstly, the the independent print scene for football and fan culture is absolutely thriving. There's yeah. various um, titles out there that are. Um, Covering various levels of football, various different clubs, various different angles. You know, some of them are photography based. Some of them are you know, wordy yeah. Some of them are, are a mixture. So it's almost like, you know, for well, probably better than me, that there's been a renaissance of like uh, essentially fanzine culture. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, a bit more grassroots stuff going on, and so it made sense to to do our own thing and say, look, this is this is our this is our story. This is what we want to see. Yeah. Um, also I, I, you know I travel quite a lot on public transport I wanted something to be able to read on the train or look at you yeah. know maybe a bit selfishly I wanted to have something I could feel now everyone knows that's really important in especially in anything vinyl records you know yeah. print it's absolutely sort of, it's, it's something tangible
0: yeah I, I totally agree it's like and it, it, there's a lovely feel to the the print quality the size of it it's all really really nice and um, and yeah I, I totally agree and I think, as you say, when you when when it comes to print, it comes to life in, a, in an entirely different way. And I really I, I really love the mixture of images that you've got, as you say, from the the islands to like the streets of streets of London or or wherever it is, um, and some some beautiful locations. But then you're also mixing that in with like the 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 real the real ultras of some of the f- European football clubs and just down the back streets and alleys. So. How who who took charge of curating which images and what sequences of it, sets of images were going to make it into the make it into the first
1: book? Yeah, that, that was me. I my background, we we'll call it a background, but I grew up in the cinema. So my mum was right. um, a film programmer, an in independent cinema. Cool. So essentially, I would just go and watch films for free, which is a quite a beautiful perk. So yeah, from probably the age of around fourteen. So I probably went to university, a Bit of, I took a year out, but I, I was in the cinema for probably quite a few years, and, and it quite an important, interesting time for cinema, especially a lot of British cinema, independent cinema coming out in those years, yeah. just around the 2000 and Mark. Uh, Shane Meadows was probably one of my biggest influences, the uh, brilliant British uh, film director and uh, programme maker. Sort of, I think I saw pretty much every one of his films from <laughs> um, the first one released in the cinema, and my mum was really sort of avant-garde in what she chose. So he influenced me in a in a way that because I he he showed essentially I grew up on a council estate, and he he showed essentially normal life of pretty much normal people, and that found that really uh, inspiring that he could do that, and then but then create really sort of compelling stories. Um, so going back to the point is that. My, so I'm on quite visual I've got I know how to frame something even yep. I'm probably not the best photographer in Terrace edition but I know how to frame a shot and I know what shots looked to, well together because I you know I, I lived in the cinema essentially so it, people you know, have said to me you know you, the, the choice of photographs how how do you do it and to be honest I can't explain it to you it's literally what felt right in my head and then i going back through it i realized like I've contrasted, I think, one page to another in terms of colour, like a complete contrast without even, you know, knowing it really. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just something innate, I guess.
0: Yeah, that that's it. And the thing is, you know the subject matter so well, uh, too, 2 which i think which i think really shows and um i think there's there's kind of like natural sequences and and, and small sets of images which um i love i love the i love the the small set of images where it's the goals painted on the brick wall which everyone probably remembers as a kid um in terms of playing down playing in the streets and stuff like that and some poor one of your poor mates is is the one who's in goals who's got to dive around on the concrete on the concrete floor. Um, <laughs> and, I, I, and and these things are all that you just reconnect with with your with your youth. And um it, it's it's a lovely it's a love it's a lovely way to do that. And and then you just see as you say, you see the passionate amongst the fans. And for me, there's a lovely combination between kind of like the portrait portraits of the fans. But then also and I'm not I don't mean landscape in terms of the the countryside, but just the the wider landscape that these people are all in, and that's generally the stadiums, the stands, etc. Um, and I really, I really like the long exposure stuff as well, which kind of just gives you the sense of buzz and atmosphere before and after a game.
1: Yeah, the long exposure stuff is actually quite a story. Actually, it's quite a poignant story. Um, basically, I was I was on Twitter, and um, I was just looking at. I'm I'm quite good at. I'm quite good at what do you call it, talent scouting? You know? Yeah. It's just seeing stuff I like. So I would just go through Twitter and i would see stuff I like. And I found these photos of um long exposure of Portsmouth Football Club, Fratton Park, right. which is a very traditional ground. Yep. Yeah. In a very traditional club in a working class, you know, city essentially. And I was like, these are really good and really, really good, like really good. And they looked a little bit slept on a little bit. And, I don't know, not underappreciated, but maybe not appreciated like they should be. And, um, I just got chatting with the the photographer and, yeah, he um, he didn't tell me his prognosis, which is sort of leading to, you know, start, yep. start the new onto the story. But, yeah, basically the photographer passed away. Um, I think it was about a week after he published the the book right. with his photos right at the front. Yeah. And his, his name is Pete Blackman, uh, brilliant, absolutely brilliant photographer. And I, I urge anyone to, you know, you know, look up his work up on Portsmouth and on football and stuff, and um, I got chatting, chatting to Pete, and he never really mentioned he he had lung cancer, right? He had a battle with lung cancer. And he never mentioned it. it's, it's prognosis to me at all. I think he mentioned he did have cancer, but we just talked about football and stuff and his photography, and yeah, it's just very um, hard to explain how you know how the world works and stuff. That I think I think we managed to get the book to him before he passed. Um, yep. I, we sent we sent a couple out and. I think we did. So it's um, just yeah, a very poignant story that that, and we put it right at the front as well. And that wasn't no, no um, recognition of his cancer battle. Was literally because his photos were that good. And yeah, um, yeah it's just yeah,
0: strange yeah. how things
1: work out. But he's a, he's a lovely guy and a brilliant photographer. So I was really glad that we managed to do that
0: yeah well that's it and it's yeah it's lovely and the the images work really well and they're ni- they're a nice there're a nice variety and something different from from what's in the rest of it and and how how did you find the self publishing process cuz obviously in, in the current climate yeah was, uh, fanzines and, and 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 small public self published documentation it's it's much easier to do than it maybe was five, six years ago or so. Um so how how did you find that process of going through and, and getting see seeing your work in print for the very first time as well?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I suppose it's not the first time I worked in print, but it's the first time yeah. I self-produced, yes. yeah. I guess we could call it. But it was I just recommend anyone to do it. Don't don't wait for the uh what's the word? For the the go ahead of people that might not understand your work or the recognition yep. for people that probably don't deserve you the work you put in just just go and do it yourself and um yeah the as long as you get a reasonable designer i'd say keep it simple like we have for the first you know first two yeah. editions whatever you're going to do and and um, there's loads of loads of good printers out there and just um yeah. it's, it's expensive though that's the only thing i wouldn't expect to make much money on it don't no. try and go into it trying to get rich but um no. if you're interested in sharing your work or other people's work and um, yeah. just having something in your hand that, you know, I'd recommend I,
0: it. Yeah. And I think there's a real community and uh, particularly when you've got a subject matter like this, which, which, can, which appeals to the masses, it's a, uh, you're appealing to football fans from all over the world, effectively. And do you, th- do you see yourself doing more similar uh, compilations of work from different uh, from different stadiums around the world or different different football pitches even around the world or or do you see yourself maybe doing one-off editions covering a particular stadium or a particular country or location how how do you see it going in the future because for me i can certainly see more more work coming out of this
1: yeah for sure we're we've got so much um good stuff coming in and the beauty beauty of it is that people are contact us and saying we like what you're doing and we trust what you do so you know we, we'd like to work with you um we've we've worked with um we went to luton and i'll, I'll talk to you about that in a minute but we did a book of luton town stadium which is pretty much iconic now as a yes disappearing yes. traditional round it's set to be replaced in the next 10 years but i'll go to that in a minute but it's very beautiful i did. we did a photo but we've only done two um publications we've done the terrace edition issue one yeah and we've done what's called celebrating Kenworth Road which is a photo book about Luton's ground yeah um but from that we've had other companies that have spoken to us and said well we like what you're doing can you come down and Great. capture our, our, our ground um you know because we, we see the fan culture that's there and sometimes it's hard to capture so it's opening a lot of of, of doors and avenues and we're just sort of following our nose at the moment um, yeah, just saying yes to a lot of things. I think that's important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it get it gets the work out there, and I, as you say, I think yeah, it, I think, uh, Luton's Luton Town's stadium has really come to the forefront of many people's minds, given their promotion up into the Premiership, and uh, just some of the ways in which yeah. people are accessing the away stands via. Uh, the underpass of someone's house and stuff like that. So how how, how was how was the experience of, of really focusing on one stadium? Good good experience to do and and did have you felt that it's like kind of opened up more avenues and doors as you see you've maybe had other clubs contact you as
1: well? Yeah, we well, we had the luxury of the, we had the place to ourselves essentially and we could photograph what we wanted. Cool. So it was a a football ground at rest in in contrast to a football ground on a match day. There's no yeah, pretty much no people in any of the photos, but there's one one couple of people in one of the photos, but it was really um, amazing to see the place when it was empty, and you could almost feel the the history of it and the uh, the beauty of its sort of ramshackle nature, and that yeah, you like any antique, you just can't replace them, and they're just, they're priceless. And uh, although it's considered progress to have a like a shiny new All Seater Stadium, yeah. Is it is it real? Is it really progress to um, tear down that sort of heritage, which is a, um, a debateable
0: of- <laughs> Kalu. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with you, and uh, yeah, I think it's it's something that would be a real shame. But yeah, certainly looking through some of the work, I could I can I can see I can see future editions and f- future books covering other stadiums. But I think I think one nice thing would also be like an an FA Cup sort of a third round sort of edition. Which which would be quite interesting just to see some yeah. of the, the the big small titan clashes and and whether that's doesn't even necessarily need to be restricted to the FA Cup you could look at other I suppose cups say uh, na- na- the the national cups from around Europe and stuff like that because there's always something quite nice there's always um, as you say with with football there are so many things you can relate to and one of them is always like the third round as as the minnows and the and the big clubs. Uh, begin to enter the competition and and just that whole just ju- juxtaposition of the the yeah the the Man U's or the Chelseas or the Man Cities or who, Liverpool's whoever it is turning up at uh, the wee, the wee ground to kind of um, impart imp- 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 impart their impart their skills on it. Yeah, I think
1: that's a really good idea. Actually, I might steal that one. Um, yeah, I think Feel uh, free I've, 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 David V. Goliath. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's always something. I think there's always something nice. Everyone knows all these. All, everyone remembers all these things and all the big knockouts and upsets and stuff like that. But I, th- I think it's it's such a yeah. it's such a broad uh, subject matter that photographs so well that documents so well as well. And do do you think you in future editions you might introduce some more text to it, or or are you going to kind of try and keep it as visual as possible as you've done on the website? Yeah,
1: that's a good question. the 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 remit i guess and the 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 focus was to have it very visually based and i wanted any writing to be you know very punchy almost like well that's a decent bit of writing and then you know contrast it with the photos i found that and i I read quite a lot of football magazines and i I do like a long read there's nothing wrong with a long read at all but I, i sometimes find that i might be starting to lose um interest through certain pieces because yeah. it's just very hard to keep a very high level of, um writing for a whole um uh, whole magazine yeah and sometimes it can sort of turn into a little bit like filler so i just wanted something like and maybe the alternative magazine just have the visuals really telling a lot of the story and then one yeah. really um decent piece of writing so we'll probably stick to that but I don't sometimes I don't think that maybe a couple of articles two or three won't help I think it does delineate yeah. it and cut across the article so that, that's probably a way we'll we'll forward yeah. with it but well, I'm, I like I to- I'm sold out pretty quickly so yeah, yeah. Something's
0: working. I, I, I totally agree with you I, I think it's such a vis- visual subject matter that that that's where the real appeal is, and I, as you say, it's like one or two small pieces of writing that are well written that really complement the this the story and the narrative that's been told in that particular issue. Um, I I think I think that works. I think that would work really nicely, and to be honest, it's one that I'm looking forward to seeing kind of like future publications because yeah it, it brings back a lot of memories and connections and 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 just it's just really interesting i think i find the character the characters are always really very interesting to see in the in the stands in the football stadiums and things like that as well so yeah I take my hat off to you i think it's um I think to take it from the website into print, I think it's been a a massive success. Um, and I, I know I know you're you're kind of rushed for um, rushed for time, so I don't want to detain you too much longer.
1: But well, fine. No. But well, yeah, minutes, yeah. Fine.
0: yeah. So, but so, um, obviously, I know. Photography is not necessarily your prime your prime thing. You're you're very much a writer, and but uh, but are there other photographers, ph- photo books, or anything like that that you've you've maybe picked up over the years that that you quite like and you can maybe relate to in terms of the the f- football photography to what you've maybe seen in the past?
1: I think yeah, I think I've talking to you before that I used to spend quite a long time in in Waterston and I would um, not have much money, and I would just sit in. They probably wouldn't probably like me doing it, but I would just like sit, just stand and read the photo books and just leaf through them and stuff. Yep. And uh, to be fair, waterstones are pretty with that, but I would just stand there and I'll be drawn to that. So it's quite funny how I've started making my own when I was drawn to that section of the, uh, the bookshop. Yeah. And yeah, I remember the, um, I think they were Magnum. I think some of the ones were or, Magnum um, yep. books. Um, street photography is, you know, Street photography and football, culture photography yeah. is pretty much the same thing apart from yeah. just removing it from the street. Sometimes nice. the streets outside of football are pretty much the same thing. So yeah. um so street photography has always been a you know big influence. And I remember I bought a book from Don McCullen, who's considered, you know, of gods of street photography, yeah. A bit of a legend really. and um I can't remember the title of it, but it included photos of Pretty sure it was a Vietnam War and homeless people in London and I was always struck just by the uh just by how um visceral the, the shots were and how um he not only had the you know the balls really to to get into the situations where he could get those photos but they were quite um sympathetic to the yeah people who's was taking photos of, to an extent there's always a debate isn't there about you know <clears throat> You know the moral, the moralism, the moralism of being a street photographer. But um, yeah, I just always held him in, in high regard in his in his images, yeah. and um, yeah, he's, he's great.
0: Very good. And what and what do you see as being the next steps for Terrace Edition? Are you going to can obviously you'll continue adding all the new articles to to the website? But have you what what are any of your next plans for bringing anything to print, or are you kind of just seeing what what opportunities present themselves?
1: So we have issue two coming up before Christmas. Brilliant. That is already looking pretty good. It'd be probably be a little bit bigger. Um, we've got some amazing stuff in there already. We've got a couple of spaces left. If there's anyone listening, there's a photographer you might like a bit of football to yep. um, contribute. So that will be our main focus. But we've we've got a lot of irons in the fire in terms of you know offshoot offshoot books and. Uh, books on other themes in football and stuff so you know you don't want to get into the stage where you're turning into some sort of publishing house I think that's sort of absolutely a bit too much but I think there's definitely scope for a couple more uh, books for sure
0: yeah and are there any particular football stadiums or locations you would like to go and photograph that you've not yet been to
1: yeah have you got a budget can you uh can you pay (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, assuming money was no object, where where in the world would you like to go and photograph, or go and see, and go and experience, and witness? I
1: football in the mountains is quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can Charles. imagine. Particularly <laughs> no.
0: particularly this time <laughs> of year.
1: Yeah, uh, no. Uh, yeah, there's. Uh, we have been saying yes to a lot of things. So we've been to. I went to Holland. I to uh, mention a guy called Ham Balk. He's one of our football photographers. He's a Dutch photographer who's pretty much one of the best I've I've seen uh, capturing um, pyrotechnics and right. uh, you know flares nice. and bombs yeah. and stuff like that are very hard to capture. And he captures them beautifully. And also he does a bit of uh, traditional Dutch football as well. He's he's absolutely brilliant. And he invited me over to go and uh, photograph a club called Go Ahead Eagles. Who right. um, for football nerds out there cool sounding name they're in the Dutch first uh, first division they're quite an established club um, but we we went around a very traditional old school stadium in a place called Deventer which is just outside Amsterdam and that was a, a beautiful experience um, to, to go to a game and see yeah. football from different countries perspective so and we've been to Kaiserslautern in Germany which is um, I-, I think then the Bundesliga two, but a massively supported club like like fifty thousand 000 in the league two um yeah such a folk folk thing in in germany especially because the ticket prices are a lot so cheaper cheap, so yeah. yeah we've been saying yeah the, the germans have got a whole different perspective on the way fans should be treated so uh that, yeah. that's represented in massive across the board but yeah we've been saying yes to stuff like that so that's that's cool. You know, we'd love yeah. to go to South America, but obviously costs yeah. you know, a, a lot of money. So yeah. if you're offering, we'll go to Argentina. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: Well, that, that, that's it. But what is it, great, I, it's, it's great that you've, that you've got these opportunities and that there's so many different photographers, football fans as well, football writers who are able to contribute from their local, their local environment and their local pitch and their local patch to to what is a wonderful project and yeah, just a, f- a fascinating like way to document uh, such a, such a, a, a wide loved, well, wide loves, well loved sport. Um so, yeah, I kind of take my hat yeah. off to you and um it's, it's been a, it's been a pleasure chatting to you this evening, Tom, thank you very much for your time because sure. Um, it's, it's lovely I, I always like seeing particularly when there's a collaboration between lots of other people who have kind of brought their images it, it presents something different and this is this is it's the first time I think I've ever discussed a football uh, book but it's it's wonderful. I know someone had shared it with me on Twitter, which kind of caught my eye. And um, yeah, just it kind of takes you back to standing in the terraces yourself when you were a youngster. And um, I've not been to football game for a while now, but it's it's lovely, just a lovely reminder. So thank thank you very much for your time, Tom. It's it's really been a pleasure chatting to you. And all the very best for the future editions. You're
1: welcome. You're welcome.